right, welcome back, Hunter. Tell everybody who you are. Remind us uh, what you do, whatever you want. Fun facts, where they can find you. I am vengeance. <laughs> I am the back here that shaves in the night. I am Hunter, uh, Jonathan's cousin and Batman nerd since I was old enough to waddle. But I, I, uh, I've been a Batman fan since I was very young. I, I grew up with Batman the Animated Series, uh, uh, partly thanks to our uh, uncle uh, Quint and uh, our cousin Dylan, who uh, kept copies of the old cartoon series at our granny's house. Uh, I have spent the entirety of 30 years collecting Batman toys, reading Batman comics, watching some terrible to okay movies, and uh, generally just being a Batman nerd. I have recently read, uh, I've been reading Batman the Long Halloween, uh, Batman the Three Jokers, and Batman A Death in the Family. That's been some interesting ones for me. Uh, I had been recently just watching the animated series again. I probably watched that a billion times. Uh, but yeah, I just I started. Oh, yeah. I went back through it again, and still, I feel like it still holds up very well. Surprisingly well for something that just turned thirty. Yeah. Or is about to. I don't know. I know it came out in the nineties. I just don't know. I think it was early nineties, oh, wasn't yeah. it? I want to say it started in late ninety one, early ninety two. Was. Right around the same time as the second Tim Burton film, they uh, specifically dined the uh, penguin in the show to look kind of like the Danny DeVito penguin, just a little less um, inappropriate for children. Yeah, actually, I had, when I went back and through, went back through and watched it, I realized that they pulled from the Tim Burton films a lot. Like uh, some of the names they gave characters, I, when I started doing some research, those characters didn't get names until Tim Burton's. Um, movies, oh, yeah. and then they adapted that for the animated series, and then some like later comics. Thought that was interesting. I didn't oh, know that yes. was. A, I didn't know that the movies had made such a big impact on like even how the comic books were going to be written. Well, that's an interesting thing with the old cartoon. It it is influenced somewhat by the movies, especially the theme music and the slightly darker and more uh, adult tone. I say adult, not inappropriate for children but it doesn't hold their hands uh but it also pulls heavily from uh, a sort of gothic art style yeah uh, uh the whole aesthetic of it fits in very nicely with those yeah i had actually read that they did most of the artwork on black paper or something i thought that was neat oh yes yes yeah, so all the art cells start out as black and then they painted all the details onto it it uh almost gives it sort of a uh, vintage German movie feel, which is you know, same direction Burton comes from with a lot of his work. So, yeah, I didn't really, I forgot how dark organic. it was. Just like the whole show, you never really see any sun. And I was like, man, this it's always cloudy. It's <laughs> oh, yes, but that, that fits in nicely with that sort of noir detective feel look they were going for. Yeah, I love it. The only, thing, the only time I think I remember seeing sunlight even a little bit was whenever... Uh, Poison Ivy was involved in the show. That was it. Um, yeah, actually, now you mention it. That, I think that one time Batman got stuck in the desert or something. He kept his uh, his mask on, but he took his shirt off for some reason. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I made it. I don't think I made it to the episode yet. I think it's a loose adaptation of Son of the Demon, but uh, 
Uh, you, you'll get there eventually. All right, so let's talk about the history, I guess. Let's go there. We'll talk about the impact. Uh, the bat- Why is Batman such a cultural phenomenon? One of the things I thought was really interesting is I had read an article on all ago. Anytime DC is having issues with sales, they make they put Batman in it, and then it automatically does well. well I have one of my friends. He's got this comic book. It's uh, Predator versus Batman. And I was like, that's such a silly comic book. Like It didn't sound interesting to me. But apparently Batman sells. Oh, Batman sells out the wazoo. That's why he gets more movies than people like Superman or Flash or Aquaman. We've gotten a little better about that over the years. There's just something about him that's broadly appealing. A guy out there, nothing but long underwear and a big uh, overcoat. Uh, punching clowns and penguins. I don't know what it is exactly. It, it just draws on something primal, I suppose. All right. Well, tell us the what you know about the history, like beginning to end or beginning to current, and then whatever you kind of know to fill in those gaps. Uh, well, it's going to be hard to get exact, so don't have any notes. But generally speaking, you can trace the origins of Batman all the way back into pulp comic and uh, pulp novels of the uh, early 20th century. More or less, he is uh, derived from characters like the Phantom of the Opera, the Phantom, which is uh, this guy, rich guy who lives in a jungle with a pet wolf, a pet horse, and I think a Black Panther he wears a, a. He was the first one to have like that costume with the whited out eyes. Uh, he wore a purple body stuff, which is uh, a little odd to say, but Batman pulls a lot from him. He also pulls from the Shadow, which is a guy who also wore a disguise that covered his face, uh, went around being a detective and using hypnotism to uh, solve crimes. There's a wonderful history on both of these characters. Uh, Batman himself really got his start because of Superman. Superman comics had only come out a year or two before, and they were very popular. People at the publishing company, I, must admit, I can't remember if it was uh, which company exactly started. I don't know if it was DC already or if it was under another name. Batman came about because they wanted a detective character who's also a uh, superhero type compliment Superman. Uh, Bill Finger, partner, who uh, gets more credit. Uh, I uh, I have temporarily forgotten his name, but uh, let's, let's focus on Bill Finger. Bill Finger developed this uh, costume and this look and this uh, alternate identity for this Batman character. And they set him out uh, fighting gangsters in the uh, mid-30s. Um, now, um, you wouldn't recognize Batman so much if you looked at him compared to today's Batman. He still more or less has the same costume. He's got purple gloves, four shortened ears, and a pistol because he kills people with a gun. Mm. Uh, big change over the years. So. But uh, as history uh, shows, he, uh, he developed a little bit. Um, in uh, During the war years, he... Uh, of course, help with the war effort. Um, there are actually some, <laughs> let's say, some unflattering uh, serial shorts uh, featuring Batman fighting the Japanese uh, mm. and uh, helping out World War II, as well as fighting Nazi spies and things like that in the comics all throughout the time. Eventually, though, um, when the Comics Code Authority kicked in in the uh, say late 50s early 60s Batman had to loosen up uh it's got 
being quite so hyper-violent. So he ended up getting a child partner, they know him as Robin, and uh, got a little bit more lighthearted and kid-friendly all the way up through to the uh, late 70s and early 80s when things started getting more uh, gritty and violent as uh, people like Alan Moore and Frank Miller entered the comic writing game. And we ended up with things like The Dark Knight or uh, Death in the Family, which you said you've already read. And uh, ever since then, Batman's more or less stayed the same. He's a uh, violent sort of defender type who uh, mostly works alone. Uh, you say that despite the fact he's up to, I don't know how many different Robins and uh, sub-Batman. I believe a few years ago he even had an international Batman uh, sort of guild called Batman Incorporated. Mm. And he's visited people in different uh, from different comics. He's had adventures with Spawn and Hellboy and the Savage Dragon and Bugs Bunny and Name it, he's done it. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Ninja <laughs> Turtles. I, oh, the Ninja Turtles one is a good recent one. I, I read the book and I uh, watched the cartoon. It was surprisingly fun. Mm. Of course, Scooby Doo. Yes, he, he's. I think he's hung out with Scooby Doo four or five times over the years. Uh, that's a general history without touching on anything too deep. I actually had watched, so you made reference to the. Uh like Batman getting Robin and or having Robin as a sidekick and it kind of softened him up. I was watching the uh, New Frontier last night and and Superman makes that reference to Batman that he he changed his costume and he look and he's got a kid sidekick and uh and Batman made the doesn't want to scare kids. It's does an excellent movie. Yeah, he said yeah, he said he, his job isn't to scare the kids, it's to uh scare the criminals and I was like, "Ah, I saw the I heard, I saw the reference to to his costume change and I thought it was neat." Um, Batman's lines were the best part of those movies to me. Like outside of him, it felt it felt flat, but it was interesting. Like I liked spooked Ma- Martian Manhunter, and I have a seventy thousand dollar piece of kryptonite, but I only need a penny for matches for you. I was like, oh yeah. Yes. But every time he came into the show, it always seemed like it was a lot more. It was a lot more intentional. So I loved it. I think I've uh, I, I've always liked Batman because like you, like I watched the Batman animated series, but if like a, the, this has been when I like really got into like a. You know his character, and it seems so much more interesting now. So, what do you think about Batman and the Three Jokers, though? I want to know, like, how do you feel about them splitting the Joker, you know, like taking the the Joker from his different eras and then splitting him into three different people instead of um, him being just, you know, changing with the times? I have to be honest with you, I don't know much about that book. I, um, I haven't read a lot of the modern stuff lately. Uh, the last thing I really got into was the uh, Court of Owls and Death of the Family. That's been nearly a decade uh, coming out. Um, I, I like that we get to see more versions of the Joker, but uh, I couldn't really speak on the series itself. Well, then can I tell you a little bit about it, or do you want to hold off? Like, oh, no, no spoilers. please, please. Go ahead. So... I, I don't mind. The way the way they wrote, my, my friend, he didn't really like it. I thought it was an interesting story. So they have it split up between the comedian, the gangster, and the I think it's let me look. Clown, right? The clown, yes. So you have the comedian, the gangster, and the clown. Uh, the 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 comic book series, trying to, like Batman and uh, Nightwing and uh, Barbara Gordon, they're trying to figure out who, uh, which one's like the original or the real Joker. 
And so what happens, like, as the story goes, you they kind of make it like it's a zombie story. Like, the joke, the three Jokers are trying to, like, make m- more Jokers. And the there's a lot of failures, and those failures, like, act like zombies. Uh, so, like, there's, like, you know, a giant horde they have to fight through to get to uh, one of the Jokers. And so the gangsters like, what is it? You said a horde of Joker zombies. Yeah, that's pretty much what it reminded me of. Like, there was a bunch of failures. Like, all these people that didn't turn into the Joker the way the Jokers wanted them to. And so they were just like mindless hordes. And they were kind of like just in random places. And the, you know, Batman and his crew had to like fight through them to get to uh, the Joker or the Jokers. And uh, so anyway, so you have like the cri- the criminal one was like the mastermind. He was the one that really cared about having other jokers. Then you have, you know, the the clown. He was kind of like sadistic and just wanted to kill people. And then you have the, the comedian. He was supposed to be like, you know, he's sadistic, but he's also like delusional. You know, the other ones yeah. kind of had like a purpose. Like they, they both wanted like the gangster wanted to be able to continue the Joker family, I guess. I don't know what you would, what, how you would say it, but yeah. and then you had the the clown he just wanted to be able to kill people um but like that was his cravings and then the comedian he's just like a delusional um but it was interesting because towards the end you start to like they try to force you into thinking that that one of those jokers made the other two jokers and and that's a big part of the story it's like trying to figure it out so like it, it was kind of confusing because the gangster one's like this really old guy was he uh-huh. was if he if he's not the original so that means he was created in his old age to be the joker uh but they ended up Leaving the only one that ended up surviving was the comedian. It kind of played back into Joaquin Phoenix's movie a little bit. At the end of it, Batman says there's no point in really knowing the name of the like who the real Joker is or what his name is. Uh, but they kind of hint to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as being like the real Joker. They say in the comic book at the end of it, it's the reason they decide not to like push into who the Joker is because they're trying to protect the family that got away from the Joker. You know, so this Joker had a wife and a kid. They finally got to escape away from him, and so Batman's, like, protecting. Like, he's always known the answer to who the Joker is, is what the point of the comic is, and the reason he doesn't, like, push, like, let other people know who it is is because he's trying to protect the family that the Joker had. Well, that's certainly different. It, you played the uh, the third Batman Arkham game, or the, the final one, Arkham Knight. I have not. I'm actually trying to get those that ser- that trilogy right now so I can play those. I believe there's a similar sort of story where people who have been infected are all in danger of becoming a new Joker. Something to do with the Joker blood and the toxin. That I, this sounds like someone picking up on that story and using ideas from it. Uh, it certainly sounds interesting. Um, I do like the idea of playing with different versions of the Joker. It just sounds like they kind of came up with a you know, semi-believable reason for there to be these different versions of the Joker, sort of a Cesar Romero and a, a Mark Hamill and a Joaquin Phoenix type to uh, play with. Uh, it sounds interesting. I, I'll have to check it out sometime. Yeah, my friend, he didn't like the, uh, I don't know, I didn't really get into why he didn't like it, but he wasn't a big fan of the Joker like the way they did the three jokers he wasn't a fan of the ending i thought it was interesting i liked i liked that the comedian would be considered the real joker or the original joker the way the comic was trying to push you to believe that i thought it was interesting the gangster one has never been like super appealing to me i guess i've always liked the i like the sadistic more evil side of a character i think that's more interesting than just like a gangster i guess oh yeah 
So why do you think why do you think people are so compelled by Batman? Why do you think he's so important to our culture? Why do you think when he gets stamped on something that whatever it is sells better? Well, I think it comes down to two core things. Uh, the first being that he is just a human being, you know. And heroes like Superman are hard to write and hard to make compelling for some people because they are. Uh, they're invulnerable, you know. They, you throw bullets to Superman, you know he's going to be fine next week. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern's got a magic ring that keeps him safe. Flash can outrun anything. Batman's just a guy in uh, really expensive underpants. Um, you know, he could potentially die if a grenade goes off too close to him and he gets caught in a shockwave or uh, uh, something like that. So, one, it makes him more relatable. He's got that strict set of moral rules that he hasn't always had, but it's grown with it. You know, he doesn't kill people. Uh, he always tries to help people in need. He prioritizes doing what's right over doing what's easy. And people like someone like that. Someone who's willing to put themselves out there and, uh, you know, sacrifice themselves if need be, uh, no matter how big the cost. Also, it's a cool looking costume. <laughs> the whited out eyes, the bad ears, the, the cape. What's the point of the cape? Nobody really knows. But... You know, took that away in uh, Batman Beyonds. Oh, well, I mean, there he's got a super suit and like, wings that fold in and, uh, you know, basically Iron Man armor, except a bit more spelt. So uh, that's a really cool show. You know, I think it really pays homage to uh, Spider Man, Spider Man. 2099, the, the one where he's in the future. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of love for that there. Yeah, I love Batman Beyond. I thought it was, I remember watching it when I was in middle school, like whenever Netflix was still sending, di oh, I guess they still do. I don't know. I saw something about they send discs out still. But uh, what is that guy, guy's name? He's like Silver, and he was a like some kind of military guy, and his like body's made of uh, oh, I, some kind I of. I think his name, he's not the Atom. He's. Um, I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. He's the guy that uh, Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen is based on loosely. It's like a silver guy with like a red starburst on his face. Yes, yeah, I cannot remember his name. He's got right like now. super atomic powers. Mm -hmm. Walks up to Batman and he says, Yeah, you're just a puny human. Look, point my fist in your face. Bam, you're dead. Bam, you're dead again. Yep, and then all the people around him are like shocked because they're like, Oh my gosh, Batman's going to oh, kill yeah. him. Aquaman is just beside himself. And poor Martian Manhunter. Doesn't know what to do. Yes, I've seen that. So, like, so what do you think? Why do you think that? That seems like it's a very specific Batman trope. Like every every character just about seems to know that if Batman has. He probably already has a plan of getting rid of whoever the person is. So, why do you think that's been like? Why why is that taking over his character so much? It's been more recent years that it's always brought up that Batman can take out whoever it is with enough time and planning. Yes, largely, I think it is just plot armor. Which is, you know, sad to say, but if you want to tie into the, the comics and the idea, he's just, he's just that good. I don't know what to tell you. He's just that well prepared. And he's always ready because he's got the money and the mind to make it happen, you know? He, he's kind of like, uh, like Sleuthor. You know, he's just brilliant mind with infinite resources. All he has time, all he has to do is plan on how to do things that uh, kind of silly idea that if you had all, everything you needed, you could do anything you wanted. 
Yeah, I had actually read one time that, so I looked up the intellects one time for the DC Universe because I was just curious, and it's like Superman is below Batman and Lex Luthor just by a little bit, and then the only people above Batman and Lex Luthor were Brainiac. Mr. Terrific, I think. Huh? Brainiac, Mr. Terrific. I think there was like one other guy. Yeah, I was going to say, there was not many. It was mostly, I remember it being like Lex Luthor, like level... Nine oh. Batman and Lex Luthor level nines, and then I remember it was Brainiac was one of them for sure, but he was oh, yeah. like level ten, and that was the, that was the only people above Batman and Lex Luthor. Yes. Which I feel like right. Superman's intelligence probably isn't really brought out into his comic or like the stuff I've seen with him. He seems to be like he's smart, but he doesn't seem to really use it as much as uh, like Batman or Lex Luthor. You no, know, he's got the potential to be as smart as he wants to be, but he's. Still just a simple farm boy from Kansas. All right, so what are some recent things that you've read about Batman, I guess? Gosh, it, it may have been the death of the family. It um, It's a strange story, uh, and I I kind of jumped into it around the same time it and Court of Owls finished up, so I don't really have a lot of context for it before or after. But for some reason, the Joker decided to cut his face off and leave it in Gotham. Uh, it's either locked up or in Oregon. And he came back a couple years later and stapled it to his face, wore a mechanics outfit, and started abducting members of the Bat family, uh, threatening to kill them because he didn't want Batman getting too distracted. Uh, wanted Batman to be the best Batman he could be, so he ties up the whole family, makes them think that he's cut their faces off, on uh, trays of ice, lures Batman into uh, part of the Batcave that Joker somehow found his way into it and had the climactic final battle uh, until the Joker shows up again with his face reattached like a year later. So that, that's basically what I remember of it. Um, it, it. I don't think it was a particularly good story. Uh, it has some really creepy art, though. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, really, I kind of ducked out of Batman stuff during the uh, Zack Snyder movie era. Uh, Something about that take on the character kind of pushed me away from it a little bit. What do you think about the Pattinson version? I actually like that quite a bit. I I was surprised. I would say his Bruce Wayne is a little underdeveloped, but his Batman hits all the key notes right. He, uh, he doesn't kill anybody for one. No machine guns on his car. Yeah, uh, he had a pretty cool car too. He <laughs> had a very cool, very scary car. Uh, how he didn't manage to kill anyone during that big chase during the movie is beyond me. But uh, I mean, he did pretty good. I liked his interactions with Catwoman. Though I don't think they really have any chemistry at all. Because Batman is kind of. Um, Asexual would fit this one well. Doesn't really emote much. But um, he gets the idea right for a year two Batman. He's got mm. sort of a military get up that's slowly working his way towards that more iconic look. And uh, he's still messing up. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about when he uh, tries the wingsuit and nearly sticks that landing all the way up to the landing. Then he kind of has to limp away from that one. But yes, I was surprised. I enjoyed that movie. Looking forward to a sequel. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I, um, I guess I, I didn't really mind the Batman, Zack Snyder Batman. I thought it was interesting. It felt like an old Batman, I guess. That's what I was thinking when I watched it. Um, I definitely like Pattinson. Pattinson's definitely mm, one of my favorite. I, w- I would put him up at the top just because I like I like how much they're giving to like for him to flesh out that character. Um, oh, yes. But I also just liked the like I, the realism. I guess was interesting. Like more the whole situation, except for the you know the, the man yeah. in the bat suit. But most of it felt like it could be more realistic. Um, I didn't know if I'd like that because I like the fantasy side of comics and like the fantasy side of superheroes, so I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I would like that. But I ended up enjoying it. And the slow burn, I liked. You know the the real long detective story. It wasn't just like he was a good fighter, yeah. But like the they really focused on his detective skills in this one. I thought that was really I appreciated that about him. I, I did too. It's been I don't think we've ever really got a proper detective Batman before this. I guess the closest we would have gotten is Adam West, because you see him trying to solve clues, but he's so campy. It yeah. really counts. Uh, it's Colin Farrell's surprise, uh, surprise star. I enjoyed him. I think I'm going to go home and watch some Batman after this. I see. Uh, got to catch up. You got to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got at least a decade <laughs> between me and whatever's been happening. But, yeah. um, so tell me about the old stuff, I guess. We can, we can end it on that. Tell me about the old stuff and, like. Well. I could talk about that, I guess. The reason I kind of dipped out of that is because the Zack Snyder Batman is meant to be heavily modeled uh, the uh, the Miller version of Batman from The Dark Knight Returns, where Batman is an old, grizzled man. He's in his late 50s, and he's retired from, um, from superheroing. Uh, the story is basically the same idea as the, uh, the Disney film The Incredibles, that the government shut down superheroing without a you know, special permission, but he's watched his city kind of crumble and comes back and he's, he's got braces that help him uh, you know, keep his joints from cracking under pressure. And he's really bulked out over the years. Uh, but he, that specific version of Batman, one thing he is very much against is killing people. He might break a limb or like give someone a horrible concussion or even break a neck, but he only stops before killing someone. He doesn't want anyone to die. And the Zack Snyder Batman very specifically will mark people for death so that they get killed in prison or machine gun people with his car. And, you know, Zack Snyder said, well, my version, Batman, just uh, of course he kills people. That's ridiculous. Wouldn't. And that kind of goes against the idea of the character. I know this is a Batman that's kind of supposed to have kind of gone over the edge that's not that and uh it just didn't work for me kind of soured me on it for a little while um uh, i i think my ideal movie batman may end up being the pattinson one because he's the only one that's never actually killed anyone even the uh the christopher nolan version like lets people die and uh I mean, that, that's just murder by omission, right? Yeah, and the guns on the car or motorcycle. Oh, yes, and he has machine guns on his car. He uses explosives and things like that. It's always been a joke that Batman beats you within a hair's breadth of death and says that he's still morally right. But, you know, there are limits. Yeah. So what do you uh, do? You think the older 
iterations of Batman were better than the newer stuff coming out, or do you think there's been some nuggets that have been good? To go back to what I said about Godzilla back um, a year and a half ago, I think there's a flavor of Batman for everyone. So, you know, he's, he's a fictional character. It doesn't really matter. I, I like certain flavors. I, I like it when he's a detective and he's just the right side of Goofy. But someone else might like a Zack Snyder Batman. Someone else might prefer Adam West, where he's known to dance and repel sharks. <laughs> uh, so I think that's, I think any version you like of the character is valid. Uh, just as long as you remember it is just a character uh, in a story more or less made for children. And uh, you shouldn't take it too seriously because it's all in good fun. I don't really know what else to ask you. I think the good history quip in the beginning was super good. Thank you. Um, just final thoughts. Um, Batman's a great character. I think he'll, you know, despite having been created nearly a century ago, he's an enduring presence in pop culture and history. Um, I'm sure we'll have many more adventures with Kate Crusade. Kate Crusade, try saying that 10 times fast. <laughs> we'll, we'll have more adventures with Batman in the future. Uh, hopefully something we can look forward to sharing with our children and great-grandchildren and so on. Decades to come. Yeah. All right, well, Hunter, thank you for letting me uh, pick your brain about some stuff and giving us a brief history of Batman. End of discussion. Discussion.